Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Legs Radio with Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner on SENSA. G'day there, everyone. Welcome to Red Legs Radio. Thank you to Climate Air Conditioning and Solar. They're simply the best in the Telstra shop at Norwood. They know everyone is different. Whatever you need, visit today. Well, after a season befuddling for its inconsistency on Saturday, we arrived at a sobering reality, it is over. The expectation of finals, the hope of a premiership in 2020 has been dashed, unceremoniously dashed with two weeks to spare. In reality, this season collapsed at the Elizabeth Oval on September 5. That loss left the club too much to do and there was too little evidence to suggest they were capable of doing it. But the blind optimism of the footy fan is relentless and Legs fans went to Norlunga on Saturday believing the dream was still alive. The dream was crushed to the humiliating tune of 74 points. And let's be honest, the margin flattered. It was 31 scoring shots to 12. Now, I'd contend that Norwood had eight of the 10 most celebrated players on the field. Let's credit South with Joel Cross and Matty Broadbent. Norwood, well, they had seven with AFL credentials. Grigg, Sermon, Bastinac, Douglas, Barry, Wilson, Shenton, and the league's best ruckman, Sam Balderstone. But as I watched Norwood during the last quarter, after a reasonably competitive performance, in particular in the opening term, I was reminded of a Test cricket match in Perth in October 2003. It was Australia versus Zimbabwe. On day two, Matthew Hayden went from 183 to 380. It's still the highest ever score by an Australian batsman. His opponents were hapless, simply not up for the fight. In the final term on Saturday, well, Norwood were hapless. They were simply not up for the fight. There's only one difference between Zimbabwe 2003 and Norwood 2020. Talent. Norwood has it. Zimbabwe did not. And for the Redlegs to produce a performance as pedestrian as the Zimbabwe attack is damning of every individual involved from boardroom to boot stutter. Here are some bowling figures from that innings. Heath Streak, no wicket for 131. Andy Blicknaught, none for 114. Ray Price, no wicket for 187. I ask you this, Norwood fans, how many Norwood f- players dished up footy's version of none for 100 last weekend? Rokar and Spence might have troubled some batsmen. Elsewhere, it was half-trackers and full tosses. Now, there are those who believe the club has fallen off a cliff. I'm not one of those. Norwood's best is still very good. Evidence of that, the victory over the Eagles and beating South earlier in the year in high-quality performances. Baldy, Douglas, Panos, McKenzie all had wonderful seasons. And we saw plenty in arrivals like Pinion, newcomer in Jed Spence, Nick Rokar, Daniel Fairbrother, Josh Richards and Ball and Saywell both showed they had something 
to be excited about for the future at the Norwood Football Club. But the ineptitude of last weekend can't be ignored. It's your show tonight, one 736 0427-154-166. There, your calls and your texts. $50 Blades, the Barber Lounge voucher and a $20 Sports Power voucher for anyone who calls up to the show tonight. A haircut and two pairs of running socks just by phoning in. Big show, champs with his song, Stewie Bound to relive his time at the club. Looking forward to that. The teams for tomorrow night's game, thanks to Paradise Mazda, will play Sandful Stock Market, thanks to Findex Financial Services and, of course, your calls and texts. Not in the studio tonight. He's the co-host of Red Legs Radio and he is on the line. The voice of 1629 SEN SA Sandful Footy, Miles Fitzner. Miles, have you ever gone for none for 100? No, I haven't gone none for 100, Hooky. And geez, you summed that up perfectly, mate. Um, look, it's disappointing. Uh, I was actually glued to your little monologue there. And it was uh, it's a great analogy because 74-point yeah, loss, um, I would argue that that in my time being around the club or sitting around the club and supporting the club, um, which is not as long as many, that's one of the worst losses I think I've seen. Uh, let's just go through a couple of things. Firstly, I was really impressed with the first quarter. We were competitive. We were trying to move the ball with some efficiency and with some speed. Um, it's hard to understand why we seem to just drift away from that so quickly whenever a bit of pressure goes on. Yeah, it did look good early, didn't it? And the ball use was excellent. Even the disposal efficiency at the end of the game, we were still 80%, 82%. But it's not very often you get uh, Norwood get carved up in the disposals. You know, kicks and handballs, both both were, were severely down against the Panthers. You know, marks as well. We're normally a high marking side, 90 to 102. Um, I don't know whether some of the boys got a bit tired, whether or not COVID had got to some of them, but... Uh, by the end of it, uh, I was commentating another game um, at the same time, and as the score kept going up and up and up, I had Jake Suckley from Sturt with me, and we uh, both of us just sort of went, geez, something must have happened or the wheels must have fallen off because, yeah, to, to sort of get opened up like that late with a season-on-the-line game... Um, uh, yes, it's pretty disappointing. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. The phone line oh four two seven one five four one double six. The text line if you want to have your say about the Norwood Football Club. Miles, you are very close to the players. You've got some great relationships there. The one thing that looked to me is like potentially just a bit of enjoyment has gone from the team. I don't know if that's coaching, whether it's an older group who have. Other priorities and footy has gotten the way. A couple of them have got kids. I mean, Sam Balderstone, who announced his retirement yesterday, he's uh, just had a little bub. You know, they're people that are buying houses. They've got renos. They've got more difficult issues with work. Do, has that bubbled along uh, underneath the surface for the legs? Oh, look, I, I think an interrupted season is going to bubble, you know, bubble under the surface for any players. Uh, talking to the boys, I think they're pretty keen to get into football. You know, they're... Um, there's discussions around all the time about playing for the love of it, you know, or, or playing for money. Well, you see this year with, with the sample players not getting paid that, that everyone was still turning up and no one's pulled the pin or anything like that. Um, I just think a lot of pressures uh, maybe have come into a side that, that may be stacked, you know, with superstar talent. And then, you know, if you see the, the, the injury list too that came through, I, I can't remember a season where we've been decimated by injury um, probably this badly and, and in a shorter season and a shorter format with 13 matches. Um, 
when you're losing stars left, right and centre or you've got players half done on the track, I mean, that's also got to contribute to it as well, Hooky. But um, I just think it's a multitude of, uh, of, uh, of things, you know, death by a thousand cups, really, because there's just a, a million little things you could pick out that, that sort of could go wrong um, or have gone wrong. Um, credit to the other sides that have got it right. But this year... Uh, as you summed up, I'm almost lost for words, really, because you've summed it up beautifully. After September 5, I had that hope. and uh, But then after last week, um, I almost felt a little bit silly for maybe maybe dreaming um, a lot bigger and being a little bit more biased than, than what was really uh, the reality that we were facing. Bit of movement on the text line here, Miles. 0427154166. This from Paul. Hi, guys. What a terrible year. The skill level and decision-making for most of the year not up to the required standard. Some players look sc- slow and skills that match, and the game plan is a joke. Uh, if it won't win finals, Cotton is not the man to lead the club out of this pathetic year. That is from Paul. And uh, we've got another message here. Shift your focus to the Goody Saints, I reckon. No name there, of course. Uh, Goody Saints are through to the grand final of the Adelaide Footy League. Hey, it's really easy, and, and I'm interested in your thoughts here, Miles. It's really easy just to dump all this on the coach, is it not? No, I look at the first quarter, and everyone talks about, ah, oh, you know, they just kick it around to each other in the back line. They don't move the ball forward. They move the ball forward beautifully in the first quarter. So you can't just label that's a, simply a coaching problem. Clearly, there's the, the message is getting through part of the time, just not all the time. Yeah, look, you and I have spoken about this on air. We've spoken to the listeners. I've, I've never put this down as a coaching problem. Um, you know, we have been fumbly, probably more fumbly this year than I've seen in recent years in regards to skill. And that might also go back to, um, you know, whether or not, being a bit star-studded and maybe having a good list, maybe it was a little bit arrogant of some of the players and they didn't do the work outside of the club that was required. Um, I'm not one to sit back and blame um, the coach, but unfortunately, there does come a time um, where that uh, if things aren't going correct or, or going a certain way, um, that there, will be, there will be changes. And uh, they start with list changes and they start with coaching changes because uh, that's just the way footy clubs work. It's the way footy is. Um, but if, if, uh, if it's a thing about the players not, not playing or adhering to a game plan, I, I don't know. I, I was of the belief, I think, that we had a few guys that were pretty happy just to run around and maybe not put the work in. You know, we're seeing sides like the Eagles are going really well, that, that it's, and it's quite widely known, Hooky, that you know, they're doing 50K weeks during their pre-season. And, um, and they've put the work in and, and they're at the top. Not saying that we haven't, but, but you've sort of got to ask the question now. Probably the best list to never make finals um, in probably the last decade, I would say. Um, could even be longer. Um, but I've been watching Sample football um, as closely over that period of time. Could be probably one of the worst losses in the club in the last decade um, on the weekend. Um, I'd like to hear the, that thought from the listeners. I, I would argue that barring grand finals, that would be the worst loss from, from our club's perspective in, in the last sort of 10 years, I would have thought. Uh, I just want to talk about a couple of positives before we get to the teams, thanks to Paradise Mazda. Uh, Jed Spence, wow. I mean, this kid's got a future. I was really impressed with him. Uh, Richard Douglas was a great recruit this year, and so was Nick Rokar. And I think it probably took us a little while to work out exactly where to play him. But uh, to see him pinch hitting in the midfield and the influence he had, I thought there were three guys in particular on the weekend who really stood up. Look, Jed Spence 
best game for the club. 22 disposals, one goal. Tackling pressure was super. Rokar's been a, a really big find. And, you know, when we got him in the studio, he was always wanting to go um, or maybe have an opportunity at the, the, the best competition underneath the AFL. He slid right into that. Look, Dougie's been super. I, I'm not going to knock too much in regards to, to sort of the Griggy, Brad, and, and, and these sort of boys. There might be a couple of recruiting questions that haven't quite worked or come off um, deeper in the list. But uh, yeah, certainly Rokar. Jed Spence is one of the great stories, though, Hookie. He's the, the young fellow that couldn't get a game in the Norwood Reserves, um, went back to Paynham Norwood Union, played a bit of there, then got back into the Norwood Reserves side, then won the league medal um, eventually without with missing the start of the year and then and finds his way in the league side and doing his best work. So there's certainly positives there. You know, Saywell's showing a bit. I think Fairbrother's got a bit to do. It's good to see Brody Carroll getting some good games. Cam Ball's only going to improve. Saywell... Well, he's looking more and more like a player. Collins, too. So there's plenty of positives, but I'll be back to the drawing board for some uh, some players on the list because there's a couple of recruits I think that have that have been um, that have been playing that really just haven't sort of worked or come off this year. Your great mate Sam Balderstone will play his last senior game for the football club against West Adelaide at Cooper Stadium tomorrow night. He uh, confirmed that yesterday. I think uh, you were probably aware of that story for a little while longer, Miles. But just a couple of words about a good mate of yours and a wonderful, wonderful servant of the Norwood Football Club, Sam Balderstone. Oh, where do you start with a career? A couple of flags. I think he's three times runner-up, best and fairest. He's been state ruckman, been the most dominant ruckman in the competition uh, for years, pretty much since his time in him. He's led the hit-outs some years by 150 or 200 hit-outs by the end of the season. Um, he's done that again this year. Clearance works good. He's got better and better. There was AFL interest there for a while, but the, the, as a bloke, um, as a bloke, what he's done also for guys like um, Mitch Grigg, you know, with McGarry Medals, Matt Panos, he made blokes better around him. He's going to go down as one of the greats of the Nord Football Club, one of the all-time greats of the Nord Football Club. I'm not, um, I'm not, I don't think I'm overselling this at all, and, and I'm not being biased the fact that we are really good friends, but... He will, has had one career that, that geez, if, if, you, if you wanted to take one at sample level, you could take his superstar player, superstar bloke, just had a baby um, with his partner, Amy. You can't say much more about him. The one thing that I need this year, Hookie, to get me through, the one thing I need this year is him to win the best and fairest because I think he's been our best player this year um, by a long way and he's been runner-up three times and I know a couple of times it's really hurt him and it's taken superstar seasons for people to beat him. But uh, get on board the Baldy Wagon, because he wins the BNF this year and he'll be well-deserved. One of the great, great careers at the Norwood Footy Club. Brilliantly said, Miles. Well, let's turn our attention to tomorrow night, because uh, there is very little to play for except pride, and uh, I'd love to see us do a bit of a job on West Adelaide tomorrow night. It's time to find out the teams that we know who we do that for. Motors. Yes, the wonderful team at Paradise Motors uh, out there in the eastern suburbs, great supporters of the Norwood Football Club. You head out there, you chat to Kevin Bew, great mate of mine, you get yourself a cracking deal on a Mazda CX-5, any sort of Mazda you are after, and they will do that thanks to the Norwood Football Club. Here is the team taking on the... 
West Adelaide Football Club at Cooper Stadium tomorrow night from the back line. It's Roker, McKenzie and Wilkins. Half-back line, Carroll, Shenton, Zach Richards. The centre line is Barry, Bastanak and Saywell. Half-forward, Spence, Ball and Douglas. Uh, up deep in attack, it'll be Gerloff, Pinion and Hamilton. The followers are Balderstone, Grigg and Nunn on the interchange bench from Heard, Abbott, Wilson, Barnett, Martin, Bampton, Ellison. So a couple of changes there. Uh, in is uh, Will Abbott, who's recovered, uh, as has uh, Cody Ellison. Sam Barnett, uh, Jack Heard, Declan Hamilton and Tyler Martin are named. So out Fairbrother, for personal reasons, Emmanuel Ira is out with a hamstring, and Luke Sermon, well, he just cannot stay fit, can he? Uh, he is out with a knee. So that means uh, Heard, Barnett, and Martin will all be playing their first league game for the club. Miles Fitzner, as we wrap this up, what do you want to see from the boys tomorrow night? Well, look, I want them to see them to go out and have a bit of fun. It's been a long season, it's been a bit tough. Um, I want them to go and have some fun. I want them to get around Baldy. Baldy's got to kick four or five. Look, I'm, I'd, I'd be surprised. Most if they risk Deckman Hamilton, um, he was one that I thought probably wouldn't come back um, unless that the season was still available. You know, surprising uh, that he named there a little bit, but it's just having a bit of fun. Well, I'm flying back from New South Wales tomorrow at um, at uh, 8:15. I think I get in. I'm leaving the airport and going straight to the ground to send off Sammy Balderstone. So if you're out there and you're listening and uh, and you weren't going to um, you weren't going to go to the game. Go down there and see off one of the great men and watch them uh, give the blood to tune up because they'll be doing it for ball, I can tell you. Uh, Miles Fitzner, you've been a pleasure to work with right throughout 2020 as you were last year as well. You're doing a wonderful job with the calling and you are a great mate of mine here at Red Legs Radio. Thanks for uh, joining me throughout the year and look forward to working with you again soon. Thanks, Hooky, and, uh, yeah, thanks for everything for the year. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks to all the listeners, and I'll see you at the footy. Miles Fitzner there, of course, the co-host of Red Leg Radio. We always appreciate his time. We're off to a break. Climate, air conditioning and solar, SA's biggest Aiken dealer and proud sponsor of the Red Legs and the Telstra shop at Nord. They have phones to drones, Fitbits to Foxtel. Visit their friendly experts today. We're catching up with Greg Champion on the other side of this break. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner on SENSA. Yeah, you listen to Red Legs Radio. Thanks to Climate Air Conditioning and Solar. They know everyone is different. Sorry, I beg your pardon. They are simply the best. It's the Telstra shop at Norwood who knows everyone is different. So whatever you need, visit today. Greg Champion to join us very shortly before we get to champs. Uh, just we'll run through the People's Choice Credit Union, People's Choice Voting Award. Uh, interesting voting over the course of the South Adelaide game. There were 45 votes in total. Cameron Shenton picked up 30 of them. Sam Balderstone, four. Three each to Jed Spence and Nick Rokar, who I thought were probably our two best players on the ground. And singles to Brad McKenzie, Dan Fairbrother, Richard Douglas, who I also thought was uh, pretty reasonable. Ryan Bastanak and uh, Zach Richards, all with one vote each. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to get involved in the show, one 736 is the phone line. The text line is 0427 154 We've got a text in from the great man, Fester, who rang in a couple of weeks ago. He's 
said, uh, won't ring in this week, but challenge others to start of the year. I said to you, we won't make finals because Cotton hasn't got the game plan for central level. And you held me down. Recruits that look like they don't care. Players that don't hurt enough. No goals in eight quarters equals two scoreless matches. Members get no communication from the coach, CEO or president. Where is the pride? Where is the accountability? On a brighter note, congratulations, Baldy champion player, champion bloke, devastating year. And that's from Fester. And we always appreciate Fester's contribution. I'll tell you the one thing I'll say about Fester. He is a passionate Norwood man. Probably one or two things I'd have a bit of a disagreement about. I know that um, uh, Cots has been pretty prominent on Facebook with uh, interviews and um, uh, messages over the last couple of weeks. But uh, no, I'm not going to have too many arguments with Fester. He's, uh, he knows this club back to front. Right. Uh, it is time for probably my favourite 15 minutes of the week. Here we go. He is Greg. Champs, good evening. Hello. I've yet to hear that uh, promo. Interesting. I don't know how it goes. Well, I don't know how to get the system to play it back down to you down the line, but essentially it is uh, Freddie Mercury singing We Are The Champions and my voice replacing We Are The With He Is Greg. And uh-huh. uh, so it's it's very, very amateur, but I, I, uh, I like you... the amateur feel of it. Uh-huh. Well, here I'm uh, deep inside a mountain in Norway where we're in, here broadcasting in, you know, sort of security central and uh, <laughs> that stuff just doesn't get through up here in Norway. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I talk about uh, everyone's talking about having a bad year 2020. COVID, the Crows finished bottom and Norwood missed the finals. That doesn't mean much of a year for, for us either, mate. Well, you know, uh, I look on... Uh, I look on the bright side and uh, I'm just still trying to find where that bright side is. There's, oh yeah, As uh, Guru Bob once wisely said, there's more to life than football and I just can't think of what it is. <laughs> but, but to be slightly sincere for just a moment, okay, that's long enough. Now back to the program. Uh, but really, uh, the, there's genuine hardship out there. But um, so footy, uh, so, so as wise people have said, footy, you are reminded that uh, football is just a game when uh, there's some uh, real suffering out there. So uh, it's only the, only footy and uh, I'm still, uh, well, let's keep smiling. Hey, what about you at the moment? I imagine that you would be having plenty of uh, gigs around the country at this time of year and you probably haven't perform live in maybe six, seven months, have you? Every musician in Australia, basically, especially in Victoria, though, um, can't do a gig. Where it hits me most is Tamworth Festival. I've had 25. Yeah, I've had 25 Tamworth Festivals, and I won't be there in January. That's the biggest blow in my life. Port Ferry Festival is a big one. That's off. Uh, Molden Festival is a big one. That's off. And uh, there's a couple more that I won't be going to. That's that's the uh, toughest thing I've had to face, but it's relative uh, to what other people are facing. Um, so no gigs. And uh, good old uh, Dam- uh, Damien Fleming. What's his real name, Mr Fleming? Uh, from Dale, the Red Legs? Dale Fleming. 
Dale. Yeah. <laughs> Dale Fleming, Dale Fleming. Easy mistake. But <laughs> um, good old Dale Fleming had me at Tea Tree Gully Footy Club. You know, he had me at a, at a few footy clubs booked in August and September. And yeah, I haven't been able to get to them. Very sad. I'd Very disappointing. I'd prefer to face Dale Fleming than Damien Fleming, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> Damien Fleming, uh, Warney dropped a test hat trick. Oh, no, he actually <laughs> took a test hat trick and Warney dropped the the second one. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, hey, go on. Yeah. They're both great blokes. Uh, having met uh, Damien and Dale Fleming, two champion people. Mm. <laughs> hey, is there a song that you really love more than anything else that you've written? I mean, people have their favourites thing about football, 100 in the Backyard at Mums, and as you said, you've produced m- many, many a song that uh, isn't footy-related either. I know the Shack Tapes and Christmas with Bucko and Champs, but is there one song that you really, that sort of resonates to yourself, you think, yeah, that's, that's really my favourite one? Are you talking? Are, are we keeping this to football or everything? Either, yeah, anything. I mean, I think most people recognise that you do far far broader than just footy ditties. Well, there's about fifteen. Uh, there's about a dozen albums of footy, and there's about fifteen albums of or more twenty of non-footy. Uh, if I mention a non-footy song, no one's going to have heard of, heard of it anyway, so uh, it's irrelevant. Uh, of the footy songs. Um, and oddly, I was asked this twice, and uh, this is the third time in 20, 24 hours I've been asked this. I tend to lean towards VFL Park in the Dark. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, the famous heard game when the lights went out. I don't know. I mean, I reckon I might have heard it, but I can. I know exa- I know instinctively the game you're talking about. Uh, it's in the. Um, it's in. Uh, it's on that double best uh, that you've got, but there's 60 songs on there. Yeah. Um, but that's the. That, because you see, about five percent of them have original tunes, aren't parodies. They're not ripped off tunes. Uh, if I have a favourite, it's probably uh, when I wrote the tune as well. And VFL Park in the Dark is one of those songs. <laughs> well, let's get into some tunes for tonight. I think you've got two or three for us. What do you want to lead off with? Oh, let me strap this guitar on, which I just got to get past this microphone. So, pardon me a sec. I um, I should have done this before, but. Uh, Stick with me while right, I... We're sticking. Yeah, right. Good. Right. Yeah. One, two, three. I'm supposed to do... Yep. Here we go. I'm Beautiful. supposed to do that before we, uh, before we go to air. Right, here we go. Uh, firstly, a song from young Ben Hook. Yep. Uh, about the red leg season. Okay. Uh, I was down on the red legs. No finals this year. Their performance against South, (laughs) dear, oh dear. (laughs) Then I thought of a few things to make a legs fan grin. Call it philosophical or just call it spin. Like Daniel Fairbrother from the junior grades. Plus a young Mitch Wilkins, a water jack of all trains. I love big Sammy Balderstone, a best rock in the game. A Tommy Pinion showed plenty as we went down the drain. Our Matty Panos was mighty until he wrecked his knee. And we got top value from Brad McKenzie. 
star recruit Richard Douglas. Well, his pedigree shows. For him, it could have been worse. He could have stayed at the Crows. I like young Nicky Rokar, the red leg from Geelong. A was a bonus. A Maddie Nunn done strong. Wish we'd had Lou Johnson for the last seven games. As we saw our season going up in flames. No Greg Champion song is complete with a little bit of mouth trumpet to wrap it up. Beautifully done, champs. I tell you what, mate, we might, uh, we're playing Westies, and I was uh, suggesting that we might uh, get you to dust off the old Wooden Spoon song that you've sung uh, as a reference to Carlton on many times. We might just park that because I'm very, very keen for you to put together for us. I think you wrote a Norwood song, which isn't the Norwood Club song, but a tribute to the Norwood Footy Club. And this is our last show tonight, so it would be remiss if we didn't give you an opportunity to wheel that out for us. All right. Well, thanks for having me as a part of your program this year. It's been a real opener for me. This is a, something new and different, and it's got, it's a privilege to serve the Norwood Football Club. And that's what I told Damien and Dale Fleming, um, uh, that, that uh, you serve your club and uh, hopefully I've um, done something uh, that are useful. Uh, and here is the little Nord song, which the club had me sing on the ground last year before the North game. At uh, at Norwood, and hopefully, hopefully, I'll get do it again one day soon. Yeah. Uh. Let's me and you take a trip down to where every heart beats true, at the home of the red and blue, at the home of the red and blue. Today's the day I'm on my way. Gonna see the Red Legs play. Every heart beats true. Every heart beats true for the red and blue. Every heart beats true for the red and blue. This is the ground. These are the stands. These are the loyal Norwood fans at the home of the red and blue. At the home of the red and blue. This is the heart of the parade where Red Legs history's made. Every heart beats true. Every heart beats true for the red and blue. Every heart Ah, champs, brilliant once again. Absolutely superb. And I tell you what I want to see next year. So hopefully we can get you out of Victoria back into South Australia and you performing that one on the ground one more time. Um, well done once again. Oh, thank you, and it's been lovely to be a part of it and to uh, work with you and Miles and the other Ben, the real young Ben, and uh, see you next season, eh? Well done, champs. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's been a privilege for us here uh, in the studio to be performing with an absolute professional like yourself. It's been a thrill to have, us, uh, have you on board with us. So thanks very much for your time. We'll see you next year.
All right, folks. Lovely to be a part of it. See you soon. Great champion there, of course, with his footy songs. One of the all-time legends of Australian music. He's doing a thanks to Climate Air Conditioning and Solar, SA's biggest steak and dealer and proud sponsor of the Red Legs. And the Telstra Shop at Nord, their phones to drones, Fitbits to Foxtel. Visit their friendly experts today on the other side of the break. We're catching up with Stuart Bown. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner on SENSA. Keep your eye on the red and the blue. Yeah, thank you for tuning in to Red Legs Radio. We're doing it, appreciating the work of climate, air conditioning and solar and the Telstra shop at Norwood, of course. It was a very disappointing performance against South Adelaide on the weekend. There were some highlights. Let's take a listen to those now. Still inside the centre square, plenty of activity forward. They hit to the top of the square. No one can complete the mark. Saving it off hands. How about that? Running in Don Barry. Kicks the first goal. It took 30 seconds. The red legs to the top of the square. Pack develops. No one can complete the mark. And the ball it's comes gone. out. And that's a nice goal as well. Looks like Jed Spence. That He's is. come up with his first goal at sample level. Just the one behind so far today would take his best effort from there. This breeze, that's not going to be an easy kick. But he's done a very good job of it. He's done a very nice job of it. And in the day, there aren't too many highlights for the Red Legs fans. There is one. Would be positive, but not as positive as the South Adelaide Football Club. This is a huge win. It's a fantastic win. And you can hear the Panther growling across the speakers. Get home by 74 points against the Red Legs. So there you go, 74 points. Uh, disappointing. There were some pretty good goals. Jed Spence, a very nice goal. Of course, it was Don Barry who kicked cool. the opener just 30 seconds into the game and Cole Gerloff with a lovely set shot there. Only six goals for the match. Disappointing performance. But it's time to turn our attention to a man who was one of the stars of the football club in yesteryear. 200 games for the Redlegs. It's a big welcome to Stuart Bound to Redlegs Radio. Bounty, how are you going? Good, Hooksy. How are you, mate? Nice to have you, mate. Now, you're preparing for a grand final, I believe. Uh, yeah, I've been doing a bit of work with the Hectorville um, and they're playing their grand final, yeah, Saturday. So, um, yeah, just been doing a bit of work with them through the year and, um, yeah, they've got themselves through to the grand final and, yeah, looking forward to see how they go. Oh, good luck to the mighty Heckies Hounds yeah. on the weekend. Think taking on St Paul's in Division 6 and uh, it'll be a real boon to uh, win a grand final in a very challenging year like this. Let's talk about your career at the Redlegs, mate. I think it all started at West Broken Hill before the uh, the Redlegs brought you down. Tell us about your early days in footy. Uh, yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, uh, grew up in Broken Hill and um, started there. And we had some development stuff where we came down. Matthew Kelly was involved um, when Norwood was in the... Sorry, Broken Hill was in the Norwood zone. And, yeah, we came down for a few visits and uh, then waited till I finished year 12 and basically Matthew asked me to come down and... And but try out, you know, I wasn't guaranteed anything, but you know, there's an opportunity there to see how I go. And uh, came down and then tried out down the 19s. And Grant Dowell was coaching at that time. Uh, and but you know, started off in a second squad, but then yeah, made my way up and and went from there. And we had a really good year. So um, yeah, it was it was fantastic coming out of Broken Hills, playing senior footy there at a bit of an early age, um, and it was quite good in the country footy getting that. Uh, experience, you know, with older bodies. So when you came down to the city, you were kind of prepared for that physical side. Yeah, I think you were 15 years old yeah. playing amongst the men up there in Broken Hill. You had the rare feat yeah. of winning uh, a premiership and a best and fairest both at under-19s and reserves level. So you had a great upbringing in the Norwood Footy Club. 
Yeah, it was quite funny because in Broke and Hill, our Westies, we weren't too strong and we probably won about four games in the four years I played there in the seniors. So coming from that sort of um, experience and then getting the opportunity to be in a more successful club and uh, a better brand of football uh, was uh, really exciting. I think, um, you know, once you know, got that sort of winning feeling, it was... Um, quite good to hang on to and it was probably just the, the nature of the club the guys that I played with um, were a fantastic group a great core group within the club uh, that all banded together and got it on really well and you know it's a great coaching with Grant Dowers and Peter Rowe and Tim Hart were coaching at that time but um, it was a great group of guys coming through with that period in the footy club a great culture and um, you know we played some strong footy at that point. Bounty, I think you made your debut the same day as uh, Matty Dawes, which, uh, so you're forever intertwined with Dawesy, and I think you're both working together now with the Metropolitan Fire Service. Yeah, it was, um, yeah Dawesy and I, we started under 19s, he's a country lad from Edithburg as well, and yeah, it was, it was pretty good, I think, uh, you know, coming out of the reserves, hadn't played a league game before, and Dawesy was the same. Uh, we are playing Centrals at Elizabeth, and uh, hadn't had too many good experiences from our understanding at that time of Nord winning out there. So they'd gone for you know some introductions from you guys, myself and Dorsey. And, uh, yeah, we ended up having a really good win out there. So that was a good thing for the club at that point. And, yeah, so through that, Dorsey and I are really good mates. And even his career that's gone into the fire service, um, I was always uh, admiring, you know, I'd listen to the stories and, you know, what he does as a firefighter was, um, you know, inspiring and something I wanted to continue with. So I, I had my sights set on becoming one and, yeah, got in, which was great and, yeah, loving my job at the moment. And, yeah, by all reports, you're doing a very good job out there, mate. You know, there are a few bumbling firemen that you've probably done a couple of uh, training courses with in the past few weeks. They're always very admirable of, uh, of your skills down the street, mate. Uh, let's talk about uh, you had a bit of time at the Crows, played four games, made your debut versus Hawthorne at Launceston. What's the experience like of playing at an AFL club? It must be just mind-blowing. Oh, for me, it definitely was, mate. Coming from the country, not quite seeing... You know, city football, um, it kind of happened fairly quick. You know, I was just happy playing Red Legs, mate. And then even reserves, I found that was a great uh, achievement for myself. And then it sort of just snowballed from there. And, uh, yeah, I, I suppose getting that call, I just sort of focused on my footy. And then, you know, to, I didn't really focus too much on aiming for it. It kind of happened. But once I was there, it was pretty overwhelming because the club had just come off you know, winning the Premiership in 98. So I went there as a rookie in 99. And you had some pretty um, uh, pretty good names around the club at that time. And uh, for me, it was, I was in awe of uh, a lot of a lot of the guys in the team at that time. Um, but it's, uh, once I got there, it was, it was a great experience, a very good experience, a big learning curve. Um, and I guess, you know, working my way through, once I got that game... Uh, that was probably something, you know, it's hard to describe. You know, playing that first game was a real adrenaline rush. Um, it was probably the one we played home. Second game of Hawthorne was, was okay. Well, I mean, not okay. It was fantastic. But the second game was a home game that we played Fremantle. And I think that that experience of walking down the race and mm. everyone cheering when you come on the ground, that was uh, something that's unforgettable that, you know, I really did enjoy. But um, I guess the professionalism around the club... 
um, the whole experience. It's it's pretty intense um, from what I've sort of known before. Um, so I think that's that was the element to where guys are very good at maintaining that. It was something I was, I didn't wasn't able to sustain is that high intensity professionalism. Um, and that's like, you know, it finished short for me. But outside of that, I was uh, a really, really good experience for me. It's four games they will never take yeah. away from you, uh, Bounty, yeah. at that level. It's a, it's a yeah. tremendous achievement. You played uh, right throughout the decade of the 2000s for the legs. It wasn't a great era. We had uh, probably yeah. as many losses as we had wins. You played under Gary McIntosh. You played a year under Dale Lewis and a couple of years under Trevor Hill. What are your memories of that era of football? Was, was it just a, a challenge um, or was it just a great experience to be able to play for Norwood, even though the success wasn't there, perhaps compared to some other eras? I think that that part, because we came came when I came through, it was you know fairly successful. Um, you know, a lot of guys had set up a great uh, establishment of the club, and I think being a part of that era where where it dropped off, and we you know we came bottom, and we had a really dark time in the club. Um, got sold it's um it was yeah it was a funny thing and that was quite dark and it really sort of took a lot of we just had to sort of grind it out as as a core group of us that were coming through and i guess that experience once um when the club started to rebuild that was something that was really valuable that you latched onto because you'd been down the bottom you knew what it was like to be there and it's not somewhere you want to stay so once we kind of got some momentum and and got going um uh, it was it was you know, a great experience i think things really changed when nathan bassett came on board um he brought a lot of tradition back to the club mm. um you know he got us involved understanding a little bit of history uh and he, what he brought just a real understanding of some other basics that were really important and uh, gave us a, a game style and you know, a bit of a philosophy for what we were about as a club. And when, once the guy bought that, bought, bought that and understood what he was bringing and worked his game plan, uh, it was like just fantastic footy. So then he latched on to that, knowing that where we'd been from, the value of getting back up to the top was uh, so, so great experience. Last one, mate, and this is uh, from your mate, yeah. Miles Fitzner. He wants you to tell us about your mark you took at the end of the 2016 Bridgewater flag. <laughs> that was, yeah. yeah, that was. Uh, was it? it was. Didn't think I got up that high, mate. It probably looked more <laughs> dramatic than it really was. Um, but yeah, they'll come to Leo Barry Mark. I wouldn't really say <laughs> in that context. Um, but that that was that was a really good experience up there. Played with um, a few boys um, from Norwood. Uh, we have. Um, Craig Evans was up there, so yep. I got to experience that with him, which was which was fantastic. And uh, Rob Prime, he used to be out at the club. He was coaching as well. He, he was out at Norwood back in the day. Yep. Um, yeah, so that was... <laughs> but that mark, yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, at that time, Bridgewater, I think it was 34 years since they'd won a flag. So um, for me to be a part of that and, and bring some of my experience from the Redlegs to, the, to Bridgewater and then to cap it off with... <laughs> the last mark, and that was my last game of footy. Um, I've said that before, but no, that definitely was. Uh, that, um, yeah, it was, was a, a really great experience for me um, because, you know, there were still supporters there that, you know, had, 
it was a long time for them in between like success and when you see a few grown men crying <laughs> uh, when they run on the ground is uh a, a fantastic reward to see that. So I was, I was very happy with that. Bounty, you're, uh, well, of course, and uh, they're off uh, back into Division 1 as well in the Hills League uh, Bridgewater next year. So we wish them all the best. We wish you all the best. We thank you for your time. Good luck to Hectorville on Saturday. You're a legend of the Norwood Football Club 200 Gamer. Thanks for joining us on Red Legs Radio. Awesome. Thanks, Hooksy. Appreciate it, mate. Cheers. Stuart Bown there, one of the greats of the football club. Time for a break. We're off. Thanks to Climate Air Conditioning and Solar and to the Telstra Shop at Norwood. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. Every heartbeat's true for the red and the blue as we sing the song to you. Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner on SENSA. Keep your eye on the red and the blue. The Findex Financial Services. Now it's time for the Sandful Stock Market. Financial services, we're running out of time. We're going to keep this really fast. I'm buying the South Adelaide Football Club. They're a big threat. They kick goals, they run, and they handle big decks. I reckon Adelaide Oval will suit them. I reckon they might beat North this weekend at home as well. I'm selling Glenelg. Their form is too erratic for me. They can't win three. They can't win. They they can't have such big, significant lapses in their games. But I am going to hold Mark Stone. I think they'll lose to Sturt on Saturday, but he's still the number one coach in the league. Very, very quickly, get to the footy tomorrow night. Support your clubs. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.